Welcome everybody. My name is Alexander Greb. I am the Customer Advisor Lead S4HANA Strategy at SAP. And you are listening to the SAP Experts Podcast. This and next week, we want to give you and me a bit of a break from Corona. We will continue, of course, the very successful Resilience and Recovery series here shortly with more great episodes, for example, featuring SAP Customer Experience President Bob Stutz, Zellon's Chief Revenue Officer Halla Seine and others. But for this and next week, we want to break out of the COVID monoculture a bit to talk about a different topic. I was approached within the last two months almost daily and asked for guidance how to make a podcast. And these mails keep on coming. It is quite obvious that this medium has come quite into the spotlight since, especially in quarantine situations, people look for virtual channels. So I fired up Zoom and connected with podcasting legend Steven Spears, whom you may already know from episode 22, and each of us grabbed a beer and discussed all about podcasting to give you the best possible guidance on how to start a podcast. Since this is a huge topic, we divided our conversation into two parts, so today we will start with why doing a podcast, we dig down to the best practices concerning our podcasting setup, topic selection, target groups, getting guests, the format length and structure and the best practices and mistakes that are common and you should avoid. Then in part two we will geek out about the technical and hardware setup, post-production and hosting. So basically everything we learned on our podcasting journey. Prepared with love for you on this episode and the next episode of the SAP Experts Podcast. Welcome, Stephen. Thank you, Alex. Glad How to, are you doing? Uh, to be here. I'm, I'm here. I'm hiding out in the AC. Um, I'm trying to get my vitamin D through the window here to, to maximum maximum safety. Uh, but other than that, I'm good. How's things in, how's things in Germany? Same with us. Um, things are easing up a bit, but basically... What we are wanting, what we want to do today is is giving a break to us, to our <laughs> listeners. So no really Corona talk today. Um, good, good. We're talking about podcasting, and that's why I got you here, um, being the voice of Alabama and having like tons of more experience than I do. Um, I'm really happy to have you as my guest today about this candid topic because I think it's it's really actual, and then we are back into the corona stuff because podcasts are spreading out like mushrooms at the moment <laughs> they sure are it's like you got all this free time it's i might as well record me talking about something right you know, yeah absolutely kill some time absolutely and it's understandable because people say okay um, i need some new channels to get my message um interestingly it was quite interesting i think you said it that the overall listening numbers are down. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it, it was interesting. I was reading an article. Uh, it was through a, a podcast newsletter. This sounds like the nerdiest thing in the world. So I'll continue on with it. It's a podcasting newsletter that I subscribe to. Uh, it's and an it anach was anachronism. What was that? It's an anachronism podcast. <laughs> yeah, exactly. It's like, what are you doing, man? Uh, but yeah, it should be a podcasting podcast, right? Like this. Yeah. Uh, but it was talking about the numbers had taken like a 10% dip over the first month and a half, really, of everything going on. And they've started to level out, but they're not increasing because, you know, 
when do you normally listen to podcasts? The, I know the use myself. case is missing. The yeah, 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 yeah. Because in I'm in the car, in the plane, going coming coming home from work, in the subway, wherever you are, basically mm -hmm. not at home because at home you want to talk to your wife, family, kids, etc. Yeah. Maybe you listen to podcasts when you're cooking or you're out working on your car project or whatever. Mm -hmm. um, that of course may be the case, but mm -hmm. um, the 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 gross rate where you where you listen podcasts yeah at the moment is not really there yeah just like yeah that, well and that's what's weird too is because you would think of all the the mediums that we have for mm -hmm. content most of them are seeing a huge spike because people don't have anything else to be doing yeah. but like you said the use case for when normally people are listening to podcasts isn't there now uh, but luckily it's leveled out so it's one of those things that I think just the people who it's getting normal genuinely only listened in the car. Yep. Have, you know, kind of dipped out. And then once the car, if the commute comes back, they'll be back around. But, you know, it, it is interesting that there's more podcasts with less people to reach. Yeah. Uh, it's, it's just getting really interesting right now. But uh, encouraging, too, because the more podcasts, honestly, uh, the more everybody kind of benefits when good ones come around. You know what I mean? Absolutely, absolutely, and that's what what we want to talk about today. Because um, you have the same experiences like me in a way that you get approached often in the last weeks about, "Hey, I want to do a podcast. Um, can you help me with that?" And so, so that we decided, "Come on, let's do a podcast about podcasting." <laughs> um, and because um, I had no clue when I started what mm -hmm. I would get into with that. Yeah, to be honest. I, I thought I, I knew a lot because um, I was listening to podcasts for years. So you get something like an image of probably you, you what you would need. But yeah, it was a steep learning curve. Let's call it like that. Yeah. What What was the moment? Do you remember when you realized? Oh wow, I might be in a little deeper than I thought I was going to be. Um, when I did my first dry run. Ah, okay. So it was like actually doing it. Okay, I, I did especially a dry run, or I did dry runs. That's that that's my work to approach things. Um, mm -hmm. I do not. I, I knew probably that I will fail the first time I do something. <laughs> um, so I try to do it myself and quiet without uh, mm. any, yeah, audiences, people yeah. <laughs> in the closet. This in is the closet with SAP experts. Exactly. When, when everybody was in bed, and no, it, it was really like that because. Really, my first thought was and, and the motivation why I did a podcast. And I think this is really important when you think about doing a podcast. And uh, it, it's quite easy. Yeah. Hey, come on, let's do a podcast. Mm -hmm. uh, that's probably what a lot of people probably also get at the moment from their, in a professional world, from their bosses. Hey, come on, we need new channels. Do a podcast. Yeah, okay, mm -hmm. that's, that's done quite fast. <laughs> I think that in the case is at least the first mistake you can do by underestimating it. Because um, I... When when I started it, I did it for a different motivation. Um, I was, I was basically looking for a loudspeaker mm. because I was a lot into best practices on let's say my normal professional day to day business and so on. And I say, hey, come on, I need something like a multiplication, mm. to, a megaphone, a megaphone, yeah. exactly. And so yeah. that's why I said um, I want to do a podcast because I listen to podcasts and I thought. Or at that time, there were not really podcasting doing that, what I see as my, let's say, product in that mm. way, concerning SAP in that way. Mm. So um, I then 
based on the experiences I had from my favorite podcast, I started off like thinking about the concept and um, mm -hmm. thinking about um, yeah what what I do. And then I started with the let's say normal thing, like I spoke into the microphone of my laptop, uh -huh. the microphone of my laptop. I recorded it. I think it was at that time I had a. I had a window, so it was, I think, Audacity. Oh, good. Your compact 98 uh, that you were still running, running strong. <laughs> <laughs> so you're just uh, like, I'm picturing you holding the laptop up, like in front of your face, kind of I, talking into the microphone no, I, there. I did not look that stupid. Okay. <laughs> probably not far from that. Because uh, it, it sounded like crap. Yeah. Absolutely. And um, we will talk about this later. That was when I, we, and we will go into detail concerning these elements. That was when I realized if you want to be taken serious, you probably have to invest more. Yeah. Yeah. No, and it's interesting, especially because I'm, I'm glad you saw that pretty early on because I feel like it's, you're, you're so amped up about doing this and, you know, getting something out there that you never take the time to step back and think, you know, okay, what am I going to do? I, I always like to think of it now. And this is just for me having three or four different ideas that got halfway through an episode and got shot down quick was now I, I always think, can I do 10 episodes of this? Yeah. Can I figure out 10 topics, 10 episodes or whatever? And if I can come up with 10, then I'm like, all right, so there's, there's probably something here. And then it's starting to even think about how we're going to put this all together, where I was the same way. The first podcast I ever did, I walked in because I'd always listen to people. They just talk naturally. Yeah. And we sat down. Um, it was in this office room of a brewery. And we had the mics. And we started. And it was going good in the first five minutes. And then I realized I hadn't prepared anything. I thought we could just naturally talk for an hour, you know, <laughs> yeah. no problem. There was no outline. There's no script. That's not what you do when you podcast. You yeah. sit down and talk. Yeah. And I kid you not, like six minutes into this, this interview, there was like a 30 second pause where we all kind of looked at it was, each other. It was like, getting awkward. Oh yeah. hundred percent. Like they're wow. looking at me like, look, buddy, you asked us to do a podcast. <laughs> like you hounded us down and now we're sitting here six minutes the, the, in. The stupid and, idea was yours. <laughs> exactly. Like, I don't have to be here. I got done with work an hour ago, you yeah. know? Um, so that, that it really is like, it, it seems like such a great thing and it is, it just takes so much more at the front end of really thinking about what you're going to do. And that always, like you said, even comes down to, do you have the right equipment to just pass the litmus test yeah. of, is this something that, you know, I need to divulge into. But, but let's start very German. With the definition. Oh, good. Is I ask you. Uh, no, no. I, I have to go with it. That's your job now. Um, I, I put, I give you the question. <laughs> what, what is a podcast? Oh man, this is this is philosophical in a way. Yeah, but, I, but but when people say I want to do a podcast, what do you think? In, what or what in your pot in your opinion is a podcast and what isn't? Yeah, because I feel like a lot of it is more what it isn't. Um, mm -hmm. But really what it is in my mind and the, the things I've looked into is it's an audio file yeah. that is downloaded onto a computer or phone or device mm -hmm. and listened to in that fashion. And now that seems simple, but that's where the, the it isn't parts become tricky is because 
and it's become blurred. You know, I'm sure you've seen mm-hmm. that uh, people will listen to podcasts on YouTube because there's a video feed of the podcast recording. Um, you can do that additionally. You can do that additionally, definitely. but but it yeah. definitely that blurs the line because that's not the podcast. It's just the filming of the podcast. The most yeah. important part is the audio file that you digest on a mobile device. Yeah, I, that, I think that's where I look at it. What do you think? That, that's you, you said that what, in my opinion, is the relevant thing on a mobile device because it is a push element that you that enables you to listen to it wherever you are. And mm-hmm. you get notified via this push element and there's this subscription part in it that there is something new, that mm-hmm. this is a series. A podcast is never, I think, a one-time audio file. That's a good That's point. Yeah, podcast. it's like a series. Yeah, exactly. It, it is yeah. a series. It, is a, yeah. is a, it should have a topic and definitely it is not what I always often experience in corporate situations that people call it a podcast and then they post their file on, you know, let's say, something of an internal news group or something like this. So people are f- forced to sit in front of a computer. Yeah. <laughs> that, that's not that's not a podcast in my opinion because um, I'm not able to, to take it with me in a certain way. I'm not really able to do other things. This is just mm-hmm. an audio file, not a podcast yeah. in my opinion. Well, no, and that's, that's funny. And what really brings it home for me always was if you look at the history of where they started, it was... Mm-hmm in the in the dark webs of the podcasting days it was legitimately you someone would sit down with a microphone mm-hmm. record an mp3 of the audio yeah. and then they would put it onto a file sharing site and you would have to go download that file mm-hmm. and put it onto your napster device your zune i know i'm really throwing out some uh, old school devices here yeah. uh but that was that was how it was it's, it's a mm-hmm. transaction of that yeah um so that kind of always puts it in perspective of me is if you're doing the podcast, it's got to be digestible wherever you are. Yeah. And that's what makes it so successful, in my opinion, is mm-hmm. if you had to sit and listen to think about like an audiobook or a, a, even just lectures, like a lot of podcasts are lectures. Yeah. They really are. But if you had to sit in a room and listen to a lecture for two hours, it's a lecture. Yeah. If it's two hours that you can listen to in the car here in the kitchen while you're cooking it's a podcast. Yeah. You know, it's kind of weird how it really does kind of change that. Of course, our definitions, they are 100% subjective in opinion. Oh, 100%. Yeah. And it, probably you may have completely different opinions about that and you will probably be right to have that. But I think like something like recorded webinars and so on, of course you mm. can listen to them, but that's not a podcast in my opinion, because for me, the relevant thing is that by that subscription element, yeah, you mm-hmm. get something like a promotional life of your own. People start to listen to you because they get more from you. They want more for you, from you. You get then higher in the ranks, in the charts. And by this, you are proposed to other podcast listeners. And by this, you get more listeners and more successful and so on and so on. And this avalanche-like is for me, which is um, structural for a podcast, which means in consequence that you, of course, have to be sure when you start a podcast, what you then are going into, that means like you have to deliver. Mm-hmm. Yeah. What, what I, for example, um, have experienced is that, um, or what, what I've read, experience is the wrong word. Uh, what I've read once was that uh, 75% of all podcasts do not go over or last longer than episode seven. I believe it. Yeah. 
Cause like yep. you said, I mean, you go in with these high aspirations and, Effective, uh, yeah. you know, episode four, you're like, this, this kind of sucks <laughs> or, you know, this, this is kind of tough. <laughs> That's not so fun. Work. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah, exactly. You know, <laughs> so I, I could see that. I mean, absolutely. And, and that's like you said, that honestly, just the, the repetition, the scheduling, yeah. the, the always, you know, being on a schedule is what drives the interest in a lot of, of yeah. podcasts. Because, you know, I'll, I would say, you know, of all the podcasts out there, probably most don't get found unless they're done by a huge studio or, yeah. you know, the new Will Ferrell podcast or somebody launches the Conan O'Brien. Yeah. Um, most of them probably don't hit respectable numbers till mm-hmm. at least episode 50, probably yeah. just cause they've had long enough to get it right, to get, yeah. you know, a, a valuable base. Um, so it really is, it's a long game. It, it, it has to be a long game uh, if you're going to do it. <laughs> cause it, yeah, yeah. Abso- absolutely. Two things about that, because you said something very interesting. The first thing is that you should consider podcast as a duty. Mm-hmm. Like you have to deliver and it has to yeah. be on time because people expect from you in a certain frequency to get new stuff if they like you. If you do not deliver and you miss something out and they, let's say, like uh, you become something of their, a part of their, let's say, Monday morning routine when they go mm-hmm. to their red eye flight and they fly to a customer and so on and they are used to listen to you each Monday morning and you mm-hmm. are not, you're not there yeah. because you probably had, let's say, a bad day and say, I know I won't release something this week. <laughs> yeah. Then they're sitting there on the plane. Like where's Alex? <laughs> yeah, exactly. Exactly. Yeah. And, and if you're right not here there, on my tray table. Exactly. If you're not there and this happens more often, um, you lose them. Yeah. Yeah. So, so you have to be, and this is, this should be something of your goal, maybe to become part of their routine, which mm-hmm. means that, yeah, you have to deliver, you have to be there for them, from them. And um, that's what podcasting is all about. Yeah. Well, and it's interesting, you know, you mentioned uh, your motivation, all that, because it's almost like a double standard because the the most successful podcast, the motivation is to provide content for the audience. You're always thinking, what is my target audience going to want and how can I deliver it to them? Yeah. But on the flip side of that, to continue doing it, you have to have a almost selfish motivation. Like you have to have a personal motivation of like, I want them to get this content. I want this podcast to be great. I have, I can provide them that because if you're missing that part, you just kind of fizzle out on it. Yeah. Uh, but if you're missing the other side, it's just you talking to a wall in a sense and, and hoping that someone walks in the room and likes the echo. Uh, so, so let, let me ask you then this question, this question, when, when to do a podcast and when not, when, when, what is the right set up mindset or let's say the right compelling event thing whatever to do a podcast and what is not the right thing yeah that's that's interesting because that's it, it is subjective again it really is um and and i always look at it as podcasts for the most part have one of two purposes uh either for entertainment or for education yeah and the best ones do both to be honest um And so if you kind of, you're looking at an idea for something uh, and it checks one of those boxes off, you should explore doing a podcast. If it doesn't check one of those off, that might be somewhere to get off the interstate of doing it. Um, But more importantly, coming back to my, my thought of 
you should do a podcast when you can genuinely um, think out at least 10 episodes of content that is relevant to an audience outside of you. Uh, that's the way I always look at it. It should always have your spin on it because no one knows how to do you than you, better than you do. Yeah. But if you can think out 10 solid episode ideas uh, that based on whatever audience you've, you've thought of, um, then yeah, it's, you should yeah. explore it. Absolutely. I, I'm curious what you think. Cause that's, that's kind of where I said it. Cause Absolutely after 10, you same. can figure it out. Yeah, I think this is a very good good uh, good start. I had at my time about the same number, like oh, ten. Interesting and nice. It was was about the same exactly, and that's what also what I um, when I'm asked at the moment, like, should I do a podcast? We want to do a podcast. If somebody's saying like, yeah, we want to have something for now, like for the next weeks or months, I'm to be honest saying like, probably you should not do a podcast because it probably yeah, will yeah. not fly then you should probably do a video or some videos. This Absolutely. is something completely different because um, the, in my opinion, this is something which where you can hit a point much more on a short-term basis. Um, mm -hmm. Everybody forgives you if you like put out on a certain way a series of like maybe four to five videos. And when you say this is it, people will look into it. And you get like on social media with LinkedIn and so on more... Um, because people like videos much more than if you just say like, listen to that. Um, you, you get more beef, more people and more attention with yeah. videos than with podcasts at the beginning. Yeah. Yeah. So I think in that way, you should th think about that probably. Yeah, no, that's a good point too. Because I mean, it, in general, a podcast is an audio first format. Yeah, And to be completely honest, audio first formats, unless done in a series format, a mm -hmm. constant situation is much more boring in a lot of cases than a video. So yeah, I mean, if you've got a good idea that you're looking at two or three episodes or, or two or three pieces of content, people would probably much rather watch that and go on with their life. Yeah. Uh, you know, no one's going to want to sit down to, you know, just three 45 minute audio uh, clips and then be like, okay, that's good. No, yeah. We're good. Yeah. I'm, I'm better for it and move on. So you're, you're spot on with that. I think that's a, that's a good way to look right. at it. Before we go into the basics of the podcast setup, um, what were podcasts that inspired you? Man, you or what, what is your, let's say, your private list? Yeah, no. I, so I'm weird uh, in the sense of uh, I have a variety of... It, it's two things, my personal list and what inspired me. The first, the inspired, what we do with the podcast is Radio Lab. It's an NPR podcast. Mm -hmm. it's, it's very theme driven, but kind of cinematic in the way they put it together. Like it's an idea of let's talk about, you know, I think I listened to one that was all about uh, the different frequencies that record producers use uh, to, to use for pop music. And it featured, you know, a couple people talking about it, going through their opinions and just puts it together in a very nice way. I always thought it would be fascinating to have a business focused version of that. Mm -hmm. um, so that's what inspired what we're doing with our podcast. Personally, I listen to cheesy stuff. I've got like the Art of Manliness podcast that always goes through like <laughs> books with historians. Uh -huh. And uh, of course, he, everybody says Joe Rogan. I'm, I do too. Depending yeah. on the guest. It's, yeah, if sure. it's a good guest, I'm there. I think it's not possible to get each episode of Joe Rogan for, no. the, for the whole duration. Yeah, because I think like two episodes a week, each like three hours. 
Yeah, I do not have it's a lot. Time. I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no. And then the other one is, uh, uh, it's one called 2400 Hertz and it's all about sound engineering. Okay. And they they do, and that's that's what's so cool to me about the genre or the medium is it's literally a podcast where they play all these cool sound engineering features mm-hmm. about doing the sound engineering features. So that's that's kind of where I'm at. I, I'm curious where you're, uh, when you were thinking, all right, I'm going to put together a podcast where I talk to SAP experts. Um, to be honest, where my do you first, get inspiration on that? <laughs> my my first touch with podcasts was strictly private private stuff, like what I'm interested in my private life, my my hobbies, like yeah yeah, building cars and so on. And when 100%. I wanted to learn more about that, about mm-hmm. more about engineering, more about building and so on and so on. So I was looking for stuff where I can learn next to like my when I do travels and so on. And so, so I came into podcasts. And so most of my private love podcasts are car stuff, to be honest, like the Smoking yeah. Tire podcast, Matt Farah. This is something I like follow for probably like eight, nine years. Or of course, the Tim Ferriss show, legendary uh, yeah. El Fassman, um, stuff like that. Um, th- this is what I really fancy. Not so much, to be honest, corporate podcast because the way they did it was not so much my beef yeah and that's why i wanted to be different like most of corporate podcasts no product pitching and so on but but really straight talk what how you should approach things and how you should not do that and um, yeah people seem to like it because the numbers are excellent but um (laughs) that's how i try to translate that from my let's say um private consume of podcasts into let's say the professional area probably there may be some people who say like oh i don't think this is so professional what you're doing (laughs) but um, i I think i think the authenticity is so much more important and to be believable that the people believe that you think and you know what you're talking about than to let's say being on absolutely top of um yeah yeah, I know it's it's so it gets to a point where it's almost like we wrote this all out. We're we're kind of reading what we wanted to talk about, and you know, twenty minutes later, we got done with our monologue to you. What what I accuse the tech industry heavily is that when you look into the messaging that we are doing, look into the over polished. Um, and I'm talking to I'm putting all the companies now which are around in one bucket and I blame them like for having something like a communication and the messaging which is so polished that it's you do not really have the feeling that there are actual people there talking yeah but it's like (laughs) robots or Borg or whatever completely assimilated reciting communication stuff and they are so brand compliant until they are not recognizable anymore and I have the feeling and from 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 my customers, from my contacts, and so on. Then mm-hmm. this has been overdone in the last years, and they want believable people, people who are who can, they can trust and who know what they are saying and what what they are telling you. And um, that's what I try to transport. And as long as my company lets me do that, I will do that, <laughs> of course. <laughs> no, that's it. So, do you think it's it's we're past the point of where being a tech company is so futuristic and awesome that it felt like we had to have this persona because we were teaching people about what tech did 
do you think it's kind of the reason they're craving that now is because everybody's like, look, we kind of get what technology can help us do. You don't have to have this persona of we're this, you know, futuristic, crazy, cool crowd um, telling you everything that you could be doing, but you don't know anything about. I think that tech companies tend to over over tech things mm-hmm. like communication, like relying too much on tech to convince other people and to to get connected and the when you want to sell something to a customer want to want to do something good with a customer that i think that getting that connection that's a pure emotional thing that's a pure mm-hmm. emotional thing that 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 you are believable that your arguments and the way you talk is believable and so i think this is this is purely human stuff and so that's what I tr- try to transport in a podcast. That that element is so important. And that's why I want to have their personal opinions when I have guests. I want to yeah. learn. I don't want what the company told you to say. Exactly, <laughs> exactly. And do not tell me about your official of official uh, wording. <laughs> tell me what you experience, what works, and what does not work. Because yeah. other one, other people want to learn from that. They want do not want to. They want to learn from our fails. Yeah, in a yeah. certain way. And that's why I'm saying like when I failed and what did not work, because I hope you do not do the same things again. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. So yeah, that that's what I think it's it's important. But that that's my spin on that. Yeah, it does not have something for everybody. Um no, no. And that's that's uh, the most interesting thing I ever heard uh, about the podcast and and learning from someone else's mistakes uh was a guy we did an interview with and we were just talking about podcasts in general and he was talking about how he had a podcast for each kind of category that he wanted to improve his life in. And so he would say, you know, I listen to this guy for health and, Mm -hmm. you know, kind of workout information. This guy I listen to for financial advice, you know, this guy's this go-to. And that kind of struck with me of you're really trying to become, and, and he's much more advanced. Nobody lists, not everybody listens yeah. to eight podcasts a week to get all these different areas. But it really is the, you want to be the genuine person that is going through this topic or idea and just kind of helping the next person along. Yeah. And, and that I think is what resonates the most is if you're getting a genuine aspect of, look, Alex started a podcast and here he is and it's doing well, but it was not a straight line from here to here. Yeah. Uh, You connect with it because nobody wants to listen to a guy who's like, look, I do a podcast and this is terrible. This is terrible. Yeah. You should do it. You know? So I think you're definitely onto something there of portraying that you're just another person that is trying to figure out this topic. Exactly. And, and so that's what's helpful. So. And that's, I think, what, what's important that that you have to be aware that when you do a podcast, you, of course, have to bring your own personality into that mm-hmm. if you have one. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> because that, this is what, what then separates you from all the thousands of other podcasts. And um, then, of course, you have then maybe this Alex guy um, with that weird accent and so on and the, the weird voice um, talking about <laughs> funny stuff. But... Um, that's what all my friends say, but that's just us, you know. <laughs> but, but but this is what it's all about, yeah. It's it, it's you and um, try to bring your personality in there, and this will sell much more because it helps people connect to you and what you are telling them. If you are one of many with no own spin, with no own edges, and so on, mm-hmm. probably you will have problems. Yeah. 
That's, yeah. that's, uh, it was a profound uh, quote and I wish I could remember who said it. I'm sure a lot of people have said it, uh, but the way to, and this is again, subjective, but the way to stand out is not to be the best. It's to be the only. Yeah. Uh, and so that it's the case, especially with podcasts. If exactly. you could be the best, you know, uh, consulting podcast, but if you're the only consulting podcast that also does stand up comedy on the side, I don't know, something like that. Yeah. You've got your own market, you know? Yeah. Uh, so that kind of comes, you know, into the whole idea of deciding on a topic, what's a use case for it. It's almost like you come into it and think, okay, I want to do this and then, but how do I do it differently? Yeah. So was that kind of what you, when you, you came into it with the, you know, with the, the experts podcast was, was that kind of how you work through thinking of a topic, a target group, stuff like that? Well, when, when, when we want to start basically with the setup of a podcast, what, what people probably will go through when they start with a podcast, um, I was taking a lot of time, like weeks to think about that mm. because first, like I know what kind of podcast I listen to, I like to, but of course, I do not. I cannot imitate them. I do not want to imitate them um, mm -hmm. because that's not realistic. That's that's not believable. So, what what kind of product am I basically able to deliver? Does this mm -hmm. product then, of course, appeal to an audience? To audience, yeah. because you have to be like we, we talked about that. That the, the, there's the saying like the worm, um, the, the the fish has to like and to, to think the worm is tasteful, not not the fisherman. <laughs> yeah, if the fisherman so, loves the bread he's putting on the hook, doesn't really matter. <laughs> exactly. Yeah, it's it's not that you should you have to like what you're sending over, but the people you want to appeal to and you want to bring your stuff have to like it in, in a certain way. So I have, of course, also to put myself down because I think, yeah, um, of course, it has to be me in that, but I'm here in a professional surrounding, corporate surrounding and so on, and I, I cannot swear or anything like this. Yeah, yeah. of course, that's not yeah. possible. But you should like think about your appearance. Then, of course, I was thinking about my target group which is in my opinion when I say I want to talk about best practices and basically all the, let's say, disciplines. It's anybody within the SAP ecosystem, mm -hmm. SAP people, partners, customers. And what is the use case then, of course? Yeah, the use case is probably they listen to me when they are in the car or on a short plane trip and so on. And so that, that then define the length of about like 30, 35 minutes which probably mm. we will today vastly overdo. Yeah, blow, blow out the water there. <laughs> yeah, definitely. But but this is the normal, let's say, the length which is dictated by the normal mid-European travel time Yeah, you know, when you're on, on the plane. So that's was how I, I make the basis set up. Then, of course, you have to think of, in my opinion, of about uh, is it solo? Do you want to talk about all the time or is it something of an interview format? Yeah. Do yeah. you Would you get the right people? for the topics you're interested in. Yeah. Um, most of the time, probably you want people who are above your league. How do you get oh, 100%. them? 100%. Yeah. Yeah. And um, that's where all the things I was talking about. And then it struck me when I did my first dry run. And this was my, 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 let's say, um, Horeca event. When I listened to myself and I thought like, damn, nobody's going to listen to that. Because how am I supposed to take be taken serious and the mm. content I want to deliver be taken serious if it sounds that awful? Yeah. Yeah. 
because I, when, when I release a podcast, I have just one shot. Yeah, that's true. That's a good probably point. Yeah, you're most, not going to bring it back. <laughs> I'm not going to bring it back. People will maybe probably mostly start with episode one. If that episode sucks, I have never the chance again to 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 yeah, regain that momentum. So it really has to be on point. So I really was thinking about first about the audio quality mm-hmm. because I think the audio quality in an since this is an audio format, you you are have reduced sentence. You you do not see the guy who is talking to you; just are able to listen to him. So, yeah, his voice and um, the the quality of audio is is absolutely crucial, and it has to be stand out within the first ten seconds. Because if you if the people do not get the impression in the first ten seconds that this is quality then you have no chance to present your quality content to them. Yeah. Yeah. It, it has to be up to the standards of your content that you are delivering. If, if it sounds awful, um, then yeah. Then give them awful content, right? Exactly. <laughs> then, then you're done. So um, <laughs> that's why I think, of course, even if it should not be like that, um, audio quality is crucial. And of course, um, this, by the way, then said, myself uh, very in a in a fixed area that I, I say okay i probably cannot do this remote now i because of corona we have to do this remote we have to do yeah. this via zoom which is absolutely not my favorite setup yeah, yeah because with you unfortunately you have really professional gear with <laughs> yourself yeah that's why you're sounding you. good in this recording but um most of the people do not have so there mm-hmm. is a bad or worse quality then of course you want to deliver and of course i realized that when you're sitting face to face across a table the conversion is something completely different and the quality is completely different so if you want to rely yourself and say like oh podcasting is not a big deal i can do it from my home with zoom or skype and so on now be sure you're already losing a lot of potential yeah yeah. yeah, no, oh. I, I I thought that was interesting that I, especially about the audio quality. Um, as you were talking about it, it, it really made me think of it'd be like if you started a YouTube channel mm-hmm. and you had VHS quality video. Yeah, how well do you think that's gonna go? Unless that's your stick, I I don't know, but that's that's kind of what it equates to, you know. Unless if you do not have a quality uh, a, a pot um a video channel about VHS. Yeah, memorabilia. Exactly. If it's all you know, then it's okay. VHS. But but if it's not like that, you have a problem. Yeah. <laughs> no, that's funny. I, especially like you were talking about with the the audio quality, but then also the um, the length. Uh, I I don't know that I had even gone all the way down to thinking you know commute times. I think that's fascinating that that you kind of looked at it that way because I always thought I always factor in. Of course, you know, mm. is it going to be more hour hour and a half to be that long? It really does have to be quality conversation on a topic oh, yes. if it is going to be very educational you mm-hmm. know like you said anywhere 15 30 40 minutes um, is good but i had never boiled it down to like thinking okay the regular commute around this area for my target audience is this so i'm going to hit them right with that commute might be that's awesome that's cool yeah but but it's not only that it's also that yeah. i think like 30 35 45 minutes that's a sound format to where you were able to get into depth of some topics. It's mm-hmm. not like the 20 minutes format where you're just able to scratch 
the surface. Um, mm. When you were talking about best practice, you sometimes have to go a little bit deeper. Yeah. And this, this needs time. So, yeah. but of Especially course. Especially with S4 HANA, you know, that, uh, yeah, yeah, that's yeah. not a 15-minute conversation. I no, no, not really. If you, <laughs> it, it would not be up to the topic, definitely. But on the other hand, um, when you look at like Cal Fussman, I think like three and a half hours. Yeah. yeah. You yeah. can, it's, it's a joy to listen to this guy for three and a half hours. It mm-hmm. would not be a joy to listen to me for three and a half hours on Same. the podcast. <laughs> Same. I'm, a, I'm always in the editing room taking more of myself out because I'm mm-hmm. like, yeah, you know, I've got 10 minutes of me in this episode and uh, we could use 10 more minutes of somebody else Yeah, uh, is the way to go. That's exactly. so, so were you from the get-go thinking you should script it? No. Not script it, script no. it a little bit? No, no, no. Um, I think... What I I was listening to my podcast that I like, and I think like, what do they do? Mm-hmm. Um, of course, there are ones like probably you know like OP Radio and so mm-hmm. on. Yeah, that's fun stuff. They they just like switch on the mic and just talk. <laughs> yeah, and what what's on their mind, and um, that works. But they are professionals. Yeah, they they are yeah. funny people and so on by themselves. Um, they can do that. On the other hand, scripted podcasts you 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 hear it when they are scripted when people are reading mm-hmm. that. None of us is such a good actor that no, it's not recognizable <laughs> when when yeah, he's reading. Exactly. <laughs> so that, that's what why I say the the best thing is like when you do something like a preparation call with your guest, and of course you have to align on the topic what you're going to talk about and then mm-hmm. you align on the structure and i think the structure is important because it mm-hmm. gives safety for everybody yeah for yeah. me that um my guest is at least prepared what what we're going to talk about um i get the answers i expect from him in a certain mm-hmm. way i expect from him. um so it's like probably like five to seven talking points but not more because more you do not get yeah, there's no convers- room for conversation. Yeah, exactly. No, no room into like 30, 35 minutes. And and I think this is structure enough. And uh, so the guest knows what what is probably going to expect. Yeah, him and what 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 I expect from him, and he can feel like safe and at home. And um, <laughs> I, of course, when you are at the topic and you 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 can go a little bit left and right and go deeper and so on. And this, yeah. this of course, is fine. And you need that, so it sounds natural and authentic. Um, but I think this is the level you should be at. If it's scripted, then it's German word for it would be Hörspiel. Um, something like um <laughs> what is audio, audio audio tune. Yeah, what you like like an audio text. I'm not and I'm, I'm sorry, I do not know the English word for it. But no, no, it's it, okay. It, I was thinking T Pain auto tune, but I don't think that's relevant. So no, continue. No, no, no. Okay. Something different. <laughs> but, but it's it it's not not the way it should work like that. So I think yeah. this is this is the right level of um of freedom and the right level of of structure and and safety and that's where basically all the participants can feel comfortable yeah no that's that's a hundred percent where i i made the mistake of beginning out thinking a structure was scripting it i was against it to start with because i was like well if we have a structure then that means we're setting a a course and i don't want to you know do that um and so that's what you learn pretty quickly was at mm. least have a structure. Yeah. Uh, and especially if you're not comfortable, it really is uh, 
even boiling it down to a little bit scripted mm-hmm. helps to get going. Yeah. Um, but that that's actually an interesting point too, because the structure helps as well with pitching guests and, and yeah. getting people. I've realized that too, is as, as you're, you know, cause that's the thing is I also went into it thinking, okay, I've got a podcast. I'm going to just reach out to someone and say, Hey, I've got this podcast on a topic you talk about. Um, let's do it. And they're going to be like, Oh yeah, that's cool. Let's do it. And that is not the case, (laughs) you know? Uh, so you, you're really like prospecting cold emailing, calling into people like the businesses, uh, and the structure I've noticed has been a huge help of when they're like, yeah, I'm interested. Uh, before I'd be like, yeah, we're just going to talk about, you know, we're going to talk about trends in e-commerce or something like that. And they'd be like, well, what about it? And I was like, I don't know, you know, we'll kind of figure it out. Yeah. And that was an immediate like, yeah, I, I don't think I have time to do that. And it's like, <laughs> oh, well, why, why don't they have time? They don't they yeah. just want to talk about it. So exactly. that's a good point of the structure being important. Yeah. And probably I cannot like when I approach somebody, I cannot really um, already give him the structure because I'm supposed to talk. I'm supposed to be the student. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> I, I cannot cannot give him the structure what he is supposed to. Say. I just can like say like I want to talk with you about this topic, so let's align on a structure, and then mm-hmm. I know what he wants to talk about, and of course what he does not want to talk about, and mm-hmm. I can mirror what my expectations are to that session, and so we can find together and we can align on a structure. And I think this is the best way to go. One clue I found out, and this is what helped me, for example, in my first episode was, um, I really was very obvious with the structure because the, the first episode was the top five reasons to go on S4HANA. Yeah, which and was a great episode. I, I, I do, I'm a sucker thank you very for much. that kind of top five format yeah. myself, I will say. Exactly. And, and these, lots of people use this kind of format, like Umojo or something like that. They just do top Ten top five. Yeah, this. yeah. And you think yeah, because you it's so tired, simple, it's so yeah. simple. You never get tired. You you have your structure. You know what you're talking about. It's it's fun. You the listener knows like okay, they are just like three more to go. Okay, and so on. Yeah, exactly. So it, it's a safe game if you start with that. Yeah, mm-hmm. it gives you it gives everybody safety. That that was quite was a quite a good idea. One yeah. more thing is like um about the length. I of course was just presuming like this could be a good idea to make it this area of like 35 45 minutes yeah it's, it's guesswork too exactly but then um when i got my analytics and you when you got the kpis there's this kpi like the listen through rates for how long yeah it'll tell you where the people drop off right yeah but people drop off and when you realize that um everybody is like dropping off after probably 10 minutes then <laughs> it seems like you have not more Stuff for 10 minutes. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> probably you are too long. But um, if they are probably like 100% go, which is not realistic, but what if what 100% would go until the end, probably you could give them more than you do. Mm-hmm. Um, but I found out that my from my KPIs that I'm very, very good in that 30, 35, 45 minutes range that most of the people go the whole distance. Nice. Going the distance, uh, that, going for speed. Exactly. That's giving me a good feeling that is probably the right format, the right way. That's interesting. So did you, as you started getting going, 
were the episodes a little bit longer, varying a little bit as you dialed that in? I, um, I'm I'm looking at the list at the moment. Like the first one was like 39 minutes. The second mm -hmm. one went already almost to an hour, but it mm -hmm. was a Q and A session. So mm -hmm. that was also something like was a little bit uh, helping us that we collected some questions beforehand uh, through social media and, and answered this. So yeah. this was also quite an easy game, but this was not really controllable how long it will take. Yeah. Because yeah. I did it with Stefan Batzdorf together and um, you realize, Oh, again, one hour. Exactly. Gone, Where did the time go? Okay, exactly. And, and, then, <laughs> and then it turned out to be like most of the time, but like 40, 45 minutes. And um, that's where it's at. So, yeah, especially 45 minutes because that's it. It really is. You got to think about people are willing to commit 45 minutes of their day to what you're talking about. Yeah. So it, it's almost like a, a you have to be delicate because if time and I'm normally not a philosophical guy, but time is is the most precious thing that anyone has for their day. So if sure. they're like, Alex, 45 minutes to, uh, you know, because you really provide great yeah. content on this. Yeah. You know, it, you have an obligation there. Mm -hmm. So uh, it's it's like a catch twenty two of do it well enough, and you've got more responsibility to treat the listener with uh, yeah. respect. Then yeah, so uh, yeah. So I think considering the setup, those are the most important things. Uh, think about the topic, know your target group. I think you should yeah. not try to appeal to everybody because you probably won't. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> honestly, the more narrow, probably the better to yeah. agree. Obviously not too narrow to where you're only reaching out to people who prefer, uh, you know, um, to do microservices at a manufacturing company on the West Coast. That's probably a bad idea. Uh, and a good advice by Tim Ferriss was once like, try to appeal, continuing the podcast, to 100 diehard fans. Mm, Deliver to them. Tip. Yeah, yeah. And, and this is, I think, a very good mindset that, to be honest, with yourself of saying like um, probably there are lots of people who won't listen to that. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Maybe for some it's too high level for somebody. It's not high level enough. You cannot appeal to anybody, but try to be honest with yourself and authentic to those virtual 100 people and thousands will follow. Yeah. Literally yeah. thousands will follow and you will re realize that. And then of course, like we said, solo or interview format, but you can you can mix it out. So it's something like a solo um Yeah, that's pretty episode once. Yeah, you don't really have um, to commit unless there's like a unless you start off with, you know, this is uh, Alex and Steven every week and then three fourths of the episodes there's no Steven. Uh <laughs> <laughs> that's where you probably run into a problem. Exactly. Or or you. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> because you're not talking. <laughs> and then exactly. of course Importance of audio quality and then scripting, scripting, structure, free talk. I think those are the most important topics for the setup. And we're not yeah. talking about the gear, the, that. Yeah, but you, you, you pointed out something um, when you talked lately, something very important about pitching guests. Yeah. Practices. What, what's your approach on that? Yeah, no, it's, it's interesting because I, I really do think once you've got that setup, down once you're down pack extremely in the exact lane that you want to be in it kind of gets easier from there to a degree because the hard work's out of the way and then it's the question of how do i go get people uh mine 
it, it came from legitimately my time as being a, a SDR, BDR, whatever of, I was already at the time calling people, 70 people a day, emailing them. And my thought was, I'm going to ask someone to do a podcast this is easy. So mm-hmm. I always went in, like I said, at the beginning, I thought I went into it with an ego of, I'm going to send a note and ask somebody to do it because why wouldn't they want to do a podcast with me? Uh, and quickly that pivoted into, I'm always approaching um, with just a simple email. I always just email the guests and send them a quick note of saying, you know, whether there's someone who I've read articles on what they're doing that's very relevant to the episode. Um, it's very pointed in how it's a platform for them um, is the approach that, that I've taken that's been more successful of. Yeah, I'm giving you a microphone to, like you said, to be a megaphone on your thoughts on this subject. Yeah. And then more importantly, always come back around with just a quick note on proof why you are a credible source to do it. Just a quick one-liner of, you know, I've done an episode with so-and-so and so-and-so, or we've done, yeah. you know, 15 episodes on e-commerce. Those two aspects, to me, are how I've been able to successfully pitch on guests. Yeah. I'm curious for you, though, because yours has been, mine's normally external people, just catching them out of, out of you know, different areas. I'm curious how you've had, you know, internally, because that's almost easier to be like, oh, we're in the same company. I don't have to respond to that email. <laughs> I don't work for yeah. him. He doesn't work for me, you know. I'm, I'm very honest. I, I did not get anybody I wanted to have. <laughs> almost really? anybody, but not anybody. Um, definitely. Uh-huh. Um, but the positive thing was like when when I launched the podcast um, it had a tremendously good start with with very positive feedback and the word of mouth was immediately so good that i was approached by a lot of people saying um, hey i really like what you're doing your approach mm-hmm. is fantastic i want to be a part of it so i immediately got my my like after like five four four five episodes i got next 10 to 15 episodes already booked Mm. So I did not really have to care about this, but this is a very comfortable situation I was in. So I really could like pick on what I do and what I do not. And of course I have to, you have to be then, this is a luxury problem, but, but you know, your you have to know your brand. And mm-hmm. if somebody be able is to say no. approaching <laughs> to, yeah, you have to be able, of course, to say no, you, you have to be there, of course, like sensitive when you do that. Uh-huh. But when somebody is approaching you just, um, yeah, because um, he wants to pitch his product and so on, and you are on best practice podcast, then this is not the right platform mm-hmm. for this guy. And you then have to be very honest with the person and say, look, it's it's not good for anybody of us because you will not help yourself because the pe- people who are listening to me do not expect you to be here. <laughs> And um, he lost his mind. He had a couple too many beers before this one. Yeah, you know? exactly. So it does not help everybody. But like like you said, um, you are a channel, and of course, you have to sell your channel when you want to have somebody. You have to tell yeah. about what you can offer to him because you want those people, and that, that's what you always have to keep in mind. You are asking somebody who is probably not used to speaking into a microphone and being recorded. And mm-hmm. then broadcast it to probably anybody who wants to listen to it. You want to have him in a one of in a probably uncomfortable situation. 
Yeah. So you have to offer him somebody, yeah, a good platform for his points and ideas and things that are important to him. Of course, there there are those people who who enjoy this and who are like blooming in that. But oh yeah, that's a, not pulling teeth with those people. Those are the, always the fun ones because you're like. All right, if I could just rein him in a little bit, you yeah. know. <laughs> yeah, and of course, like you you always have those gets where you know beforehand, like, ah, this will be an easy one. I will have like an, an, an relaxed afternoon. Exactly. Yeah, because you, know. you just have like to trigger uh, him and he will start to tell interesting yeah. thing. And uh yeah, I picture you kick your feet up, crack open your <laughs> San Pellegrino, take a couple <laughs> sips, and you're like, All right, time to do the podcast. Yeah, there, there there are some 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 really easy ones to be honest. Um, mm-hmm. Other ones, of course, are yeah you have to work a little bit more when you say okay this goes a little bit out of hand and so on and mm-hmm. then you have to work harder. But that's the interesting thing with podcasts because basically you before it starts you never know how it turns out. Yeah, and that's I, I'm curious. Yeah. You made you made an interesting point. How do you uh, what strategy do you use to kind of make them comfortable uh, with do you have a strategy for it? Like guests where you can kind of tell, all right, this is going to be a little more work. Do you have kind of a strategy for getting them out of their shell? Because that that does happen a lot, uh, at least on my end. I think what what I think is very important, I personally do not like podcasts where the podcaster pretends to be smarter than his guests. Yeah. And I try to make this very clear that I think I'm not smarter in that topic than... (laughs) the guest i have of course uh-huh. I, I like to to discuss and like to let's say uh, mirror things i experienced and so on and then um but it, it's not what, what that i really try to to uh keep and crawl up on their level and and mm-hmm. try to put my ego on the table like hey i'm so great and this my greatness is as big as yours <laughs> No, that that's not my game, and yeah, that's that's how I yeah try to to be something like a service provider for them in that that aspect, and um, be the student, they are the teacher, um, and in I think almost every case this works out really fine, and I just got positive feedback, so that seems yeah. to be a good idea. Yeah, no, I, I always, especially if I can tell, you know, from the first couple questions, I always divert back to something that is a personal question that has nothing to do with the topic just for like four or five minutes. Yeah. And I figured out that kind of helps too of, you know, if we're sitting here and it's, it's been kind of hard to talk about, you know, podcast best practices, I, I might pivot to talking about motor trend, you know, yeah. just cause I got a decent idea that, that you can kind of relax a little bit and talk about it. And then yeah. after we talked about motor trend for three or four minutes, then we can circle back and you're, you're maybe a little bit more, comfortable and especially it works well on our side because a lot of what I do is post-production mm-hmm. so then I can go back and the last 20 minutes was phenomenal because you're a little more comfortable yeah um on the conversation that's I found that just doing something and a lot of times I'll just leave with that before we even talk yeah. about the subject let's talk about you know your shop like if we're talking about um customer information let's talk about your shopping habits yeah. for five minutes yeah um and then on the flip side, same thing as you, I always, on their first point that's very insightful, I always provide my insight that I know is the common man's, layman's, like, what you just said, here's how I understand yeah. it, that is clearly on a much lower level, yeah. so that 
it entices that almost teaching yeah. aspect. Cause that that's where, cause that's where my personal side always comes out is almost every episode we do, we do it because I don't know anything about the subject. Yeah. And I personally want to ask this person all these questions with the thought that the audience is kind of in the same line. Yeah. So that's interesting. You made that point about that. And and I'm always very try to make myself very clear that the additional um the the additional challenge I put my guests on is that 80% of them are not talking on the podcast in their mother language. Mm, that's true. And that's, true. that's an this added, of, interesting aspect. This, this yeah. is, of course, something else again. Um, in some cases, you do not even know when you approach somebody um, how their English is, for example. You just can presume. Ah, um, you man. have to hope for the best. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> What's, have you had any really interesting incidents with that? Uh, you don't uh, have to call anybody out personally. But. No, to, to be honest, I've, it, it goes in both directions. There are people whose English was maybe not as good as I expected it from them to be because they're so, let's say, cosmopolitan and so on that mm. you expect it from them to be very smooth and they were not so smooth. On the other hand, there were, of course, others that were absolutely brilliant but mm. to be honest when i have the choice that's what i did or what i started like especially in those um covet episodes i did um mm. when i have two options then i go for the for, for the natural for the, for the natural english speaker yeah, because mm. i know that it it goes smoother for yeah. him yeah have you thought about doing any German podcasts just to just to mix it up a little bit? I know that'd um, be breaking a lot of the rules we've been talking about, but uh, you know, uh, just there, there are there are German podcasts, and but I do not do it for one reason because um, I'm not working in the German organization, but in the European organization. So uh, most of my customers, my personal customers, are um, anyway not German. Interesting. Not okay. Polish, French, Russian, Danish. Yeah whatever so um as i as far as i hope that my german customers also speak english um i basically um i i have to do english podcasts and which which of course attributes to that for and this is probably a very good um transition to the next topic gear oh, yeah. um, i would never oh, yeah, have gotten yeah. the budget for my gear from the european marketing if i would not have <laughs> um, appealed to basically um, any european market all right let's leave it here for this week next week in part two steve and me will discuss the technical and hardware setup so all that is needed to make you sound good as well as post-production stuff and hosting and marketing so thank you for listening I hope you will stay with us and like and share and subscribe us on Apple Podcasts, Spotify or wherever you listen to us. And we will meet you again in part two of our All About Podcasting episode here on the SAP Experts Podcast. Stay healthy, stay well. Thank you. <laughs>